Welcome to All My Children Wear Fur Coats with Peggy Hoyt. Our goal is to keep loved pets in loving homes by educating pet parents about the importance of ensuring every pet has a forever home. For more information about creating a legacy for your pet or to listen to archive shows, visit AnimalCareTrustUSA.org or LegacyForYourPet.com. Join your host, author, estate planning attorney, and animal advocate, Peggy Hoyt. Hello, pet lovers. Welcome to All My Children Wear Fur Coats. I'm your host, Peggy Hoyt, and this show is brought to you by the law offices of Hoyt and Brian, where we create estate plans for pets and their people. Also brought to you by Animal Care Trust USA, a nationwide not-for-profit dedicated to keeping loved pets in loving homes. We educate pet parents about the importance of creating a pet trust for the lifetime love and care of your pet so your pet doesn't end up as a statistic. Today, I want to welcome our special guest and my personal friend, Nancy Hassel. She is the founder and president of American Pet Professionals. Nancy is an award-winning business networking, educational, and multimedia organization for the pet industry since 2009. She's not, but her organization is. Um, She's leading over 125 educational networking events, seminars, fundraisers, and online events for pet industry professionals. She also hosts and co-hosts over 1,000 pet events for pet parents in the last 13 years. She's celebrated a wonderful anniversary recently. And welcome to the show, Nancy. So happy to have you. Hi, Peggy. Thank you so much for having me and for that really generous and kind introduction. Well, I think what you're doing is amazing um, because you're bringing together people who share a common passion. And um, that would be people in the pet industry who love pets, who love pet products and who want to get together and help each other. So talk to us about how that works. Yeah, so we celebrated 12 years in uh, February of this year, which is really exciting. It kind of blinked by, right? Anybody in business can understand that if you're celebrating one year or 10 years or 25 years and it kind of goes slow and fast all at the same time. Um, but we are an organization that is has always been open to all pet professionals, meaning from all niches. I've always believed that we can work together. Um, you know, our, our mission is, of course, to help educate people to become pet professionals or that are in the pet industry that need help, support, and guidance, and also to help pet parents. And then, it, of course, it trickles down to helping the pet. So it's been a really fun ride and um you're a member, and we've actually had a really big growth spurt in membership in the last six months, uh, probably the most amount of members that we've ever had join in the last six months. So it's really exciting. We have all different kinds of new members, whether they are B2B business service providers, making pet products, retail stores, dog walkers, photographers, you name it, you know, they're a member. So it's really a lot of fun. So do you feel like that people are just hearing about American pet professionals or they're really, this is what I'm thinking is that they're really looking for those types of organizations that meet their passion um, 
needs. So for people that are in the pet industry looking to join with other people that share that like-minded common interest. Yeah, I think it's a couple of things. Uh, some of our members are brand new to the industry, like because of the pandemic, maybe they had a change in career or they decided they always wanted to be in the pet industry or they just came out with a brand new product and heard about us and joined um, and wanted to be, you know, educated and also um, be connected with a lot of people. A lot of times people come in and they don't know a lot of people in the industry. I think back to when I first started, I didn't know anybody, you know, I knew local people and maybe a couple of people um, outside of my um, area, but really this way we can connect people instantaneously. So I think a lot of people found that. And then just like you said, it's it's the like-mindedness. It's the wanting to support everybody and help each other. Um, I always like to say that I'm doing the work for you while you can run your business. And of course, I don't know everything, but we have a lot of amazing experts that we bring on board um, that can talk about things. We've been doing that since very beginning when we were doing more and more in-person events. So things have changed. We've kind of migrated away from in-person events to more online events. How has that affected um, the way American Pet Professionals does business? Sure. So I will say that, you know, we rebranded in the end of 2013. We were a hyper-local organization at the time called Long Island Pet Professionals because that's where I was living uh, or still am living, but I was just really focused on the area here. And then as we have more and more people joining from outside of the state, now we have some people from various countries as members, we rebranded to American Pet Professionals. And that initially the struggle was how am I going to serve all of our members even if they're out of state? So we did always have um, online webinars, and about two years before the pandemic, or maybe three years, we started hosting online networking events so people from across the country could meet other uh, pet professionals. You know, aside from doing stuff on Facebook, we really wanted people to meet in person, and I was hosting once a month Zoom before everybody was Zooming events. And honestly, there would not be a lot of people. Maybe we would have six or seven members show up, now we usually average about 15 people, um, sometimes more, never less than 10, and we have our events every other week on Zoom in addition to our webinars and webinars and all of the crazy things that we do to support our members. Um, so there's usually something weekly happening. And I have to say that it, during the pandemic, we just jumped on immediately when we found out, what, you know, everybody was being locked down and what can we do to help and all of those things. And honestly, I didn't think Zoom would be as enticing or get as many people on to our networking events as they did because I had done it for a couple of years and it was like, it felt lackluster to me. I was kind of like, come on, come on, network, network. We were still hosting networking events in person at that time um, in various areas, various states. But, you know, it was just really difficult to get people to jump onto Zoom. But once they didn't have, you know, anywhere to go, it really forced them to say, hmm, all right, let me do the Zoom thing and try it. And, you know, we do have our regulars that are networking every other week. During the pandemic, we did every week of networking. I hosted 70 networking events on Zoom. It was really crazy. Um, but that support for each other, and I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about all of our members that were supporting each other and then me hearing about what they were doing or who they were working with or who they met afterwards was really pretty incredible to me. Um, so we still, we're continuing to do them 
even though stuff is slowly starting to open up. Well, I love that American Pet Professionals was Zooming before Zooming was cool. <laughs> we were trying. It was really tough. I'm telling you, I would get like six or seven people and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to continue this, but I stay, I stuck with it for once a month and then we jumped in weekly during the pandemic and then every other week now. So uh, we're still there on Zoom and, you know, I don't think I've missed maybe one Zoom during the pandemic where I was like, I, you know, I can't do it this week or whatever. Um, but now we do it every other week, and, and we we actually have different topics. One is general networking, as if you were just going to a regular networking event. And then uh, once a month is a themed networking where we pick a topic that people are struggling with or need help with or want to learn about. And it's not even like it, it's very um, community-oriented where everybody chimes in what they know. So the wealth of knowledge with the people that are there, even people that are brand new to the industry, they might have this amazing business background that they're talking about what they know. So it's really incredible. Well, I'm so happy to hear that because I think I'm a Debbie Downer when it comes to Zoom events. <laughs> um, and and maybe it's just because I feel like by the time, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock rolls around, I'm done for the day. But um, yeah, I'm really impressed that you're getting as many people as you are to your zoom events. I, I wish that I thought networking was fun by zoom. But I <laughs> guess I'm just gonna be that alternate person. I like Listen, meeting that, people you know, in you person. And I do as well, right? I definitely agree with you there. It has been really tough not seeing people in person. Um, but I think that, you know, Zoom has been a good, um, or any online networking, but I think it has been a good buffer to hold us over until we can. But it's also a, a location thing, right? Uh, we have members on the West Coast. We have members in Hawaii. We have members, you know, in different areas of the world that it's really hard for um, us to try to have one event, you know, a month in different places, especially during COVID, but just in general, right? So bridging that gap and bringing people together on Zoom. And I will tell you, I agree with you. We host our events in the evening. I've tried several events during the day, and we get one or two people that maybe can't make the evening events, but it is a lot less people um, attending. So, you know, we do it from 8 to 9. We try to keep it short and sweet. Sometimes it goes two hours, but I really try to keep it to an hour. Um, and, yeah, really, I think it really works, and we get a lot of the same people that come back and then, a couple of weeks ago, we had one, and our topic was pet product manufacturing and pet product <laughs> businesses, because that was the theme for the month for our webinars. So we had a, a Zoom networking event about that. Let me tell you, there were more men at that event than there has ever been. It was really funny. Um, and people that I've known since I started the industry that are now new members that have just joined. And they were on it. So it was really kind of funny. And I was like, wow, this is a really great event. And that was the most amount of people I think that we've had. And then some people that we hadn't seen in a while. So I get it. You know, it's tough to show up to every single thing, especially if you are had a full day of work and you don't always want to jump on Zoom. Um, you know, it's not always the easiest for everybody. So it's just another avenue that we tried to make available for our members. I And I think it's fabulous. Um that you are doing that. And I do agree that I think it's awesome that people from anywhere in the world can join into these events. So we really don't have any boundaries anymore um, to 
how, who we can get to know, how we can get to know them. Um, and maybe because we've gotten used to seeing each other on Zoom, when we actually do meet in person, um, we're that much more excited to, to see the person. Yeah, you kind of you kind of feel like you know them more, you know. So um, it, it's really kind of interesting. But I, too, I, I agree. You know, you can definitely have Zoom fatigue. I felt it, you know, last year. By the end of the year, I was like, okay, we're going to go back to every other week. Um, and sometimes I'm always, you know, I think for the for the events, it energizes me too because sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, a Zoom event, you know. And then once they get on and everybody's energy and excited to be there and learn and meet each other and all of that. And, you know, after the event, I send a full email to anybody that was on the Zoom event. With We do a um, recap of what was done, and then we send out everybody's intro. So they don't have to worry about who was it that said that or who was it that was, you know, that person. Um, and we do a screenshot just for them so they can all make sure that they see each other. So, you know, it's, it, that's why I think people keep coming back because they know they're going to have all that done for them and it just makes it easier to connect with people um, that much better. I, for me, not only does the, do the event energize me, I'm excited to see everybody and hear the information, but I also love to hear afterwards right who they met who has helped them who they're working with it's just like when we did all the in-person events uh, which i hope to get back to in 2022 by hosting more and more events um, across the country for pet professionals that's something that i really wanted to do in 2020 but we all know what happened there right well and i love that you do the follow-up because that i think makes all the difference because then there yeah. is the the continuity and the context and um, gives something people can hold on to and refer back to so that it wasn't just a moment in time that, you know, has vanished. Yeah. And I will say that one of the other things that we don't do with Zoom is we don't record anything because I want people to have the feeling of just like if they were at an event in person you know, you're not, that event isn't, those networking events aren't recorded. We hope not anyway, right? So I want people to feel more comfortable um, and not worry about like, oh my God, I have to be on camera or any of that. So we don't record the Zoom meetings at all. Um, we keep it just totally as if you were in person. And that's kind of my uh, take on it. So everybody can feel comfortable and jump in. And, you know, it seems to work really well. So you, you mentioned a word that I want to go back to um, because it's <laughs> new, um, Quebinar. What's a Quebinar? Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I know. And some people, it's so funny because I, I'm, I'm saying it now and I know it sounds a little silly, but I was interviewing one of our guest experts back in February. We were talking about why brands should be using uh, pet influencers for TikTok and I was interviewing Jessica Hatch of Gone to the Snow Dogs, and she's a wealth of info, has millions of followers on multiple platforms, and works full-time as a pet influencer. And as I was introducing her, I said, welcome to our, instead of saying webinar, because it's usually webinar Q&A, right? That's always right. what I was calling it, because it's not a traditional webinar where we're showing slides and people are learning, right? That, to me, is what a webinar is. So I said, welcome to our webinar. And I was like, I was trying to say webinar and Q&A at the same time. And I was like, wait a minute, webinar, webinar, webinar. I'm like, yeah, this is a webinar. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to take that term that I, I messed up. I made a mistake with my intro to her. And let's just call everything that we do like this now webinars, because it kind of delineates the difference between an actual webinar with slides. Like I'm hosting a webinar 
for members tomorrow, and there will be slides included in that. So that's an actual webinar. So just a little fun uh, play on words with my, with my um, uh, mistake that I made. I love that. Well, you know, let's take everything that happens and turn it into a positive. Exactly. You have to. <laughs> For sure. Um, all right. So 2020 was an interesting year, needless to say. Um, I see that you've done a recap of the pet industry for 2020. Tell us a little bit about what happened. Yeah, I mean, definitely. So we all know, right, with, with COVID and with everything that happened, and I think in the very beginning of the lockdown, when people were locked down in different areas, you know, a lot of the areas of the industry that were hit hard were grooming initially, right? They were hit really hard, and then pet sitting, dog walking, dog training, doggy daycares, and, you know, veterinary industry took off, but they also were hit hard in the way that they couldn't allow people in. So they took a lot of, um, for lack of a better word, abuse from people being really not so kind considering, um, you know, they couldn't bring people into their offices and they were just doing it for the safety of them and their staff, as we know. So I think that, you know, a lot of things change. I think a lot of people realize, wait a minute, we didn't do this ever before. Um, let's say e-commerce, pet retail stores adding e-commerce. And some pet retailers added it and are going full, forward, full steam ahead with it. I've spoken to a few people who added it and said it didn't really work for their business and they've been open since, you know, whenever they were allowed to open and people have been coming to them buying. We know that the pet industry in 2020 has taken off, as crazy as that is, right, because so many areas were hit hard. But um, you know, our, our pet industry has grown. Um, we're over the 100 billion mark, which is really kind of insane when you think about it. I think it was 107 billion now, right, for 2020. Um, so hearing all of these statistics and the way that people have pivoted, the way that people have added services to be able to do things, come up with new business concepts, new ideas. Um, it doesn't surprise me at all. And it also was really exciting to me to see how people changed what they were doing or just added one or two things onto their business to do, you know, be more profitable, help more pets, um, you know, have more animals help. And then of course, all the wonderful uh, dogs and cats being adopted through the pandemic. And it's just really interesting to watch the whole year and now see as we move forward, um, I know a lot of people don't like the term recession proof, but the pet industry is just, you know, continues to grow, continues to attract more people to it, um, whether it's a solopreneur or a big business that all of a sudden is like, whoa, we got to get in on that. Um, so if you look up any of the headlines in the last couple of months, you'll see all these headlines of people, you know, having um, part of their business selling pet products now that have never had pet products in their stores before or now offering a new line of you know luxury this or that which has been happening over the years but I think it's more and more um, you're going to see it continue to happen. Well and it was a fabulous thing that so many animals got adopted during um, the time period when people were not traveling and were working from home and um, I'm I'm Fingers crossed that all those people stay home and those pets stay loved and happy. Yes. And if you do have to go back into the office and you didn't decide to start a new business or you're really excited to go back to the office, definitely hire a pet sitter. 
Uh, look for your local doggy daycare, interview them, find the best information that you can on the people that are providing the services, get a dog trainer. There's a whole slew of professionals that want to help you and your pet, and they want your pet to stay in your home. So um, if you're ever lost on that, you know, definitely look into that information for anybody listening because I, I everybody that said that, I'm worried about my dog, I'm worried about separation anxiety, I'm like, hire a pet sitter, hire a dog trainer, you know, find out all the things because, yes, there might be some of that separation anxiety, but I feel like dogs and cats and pets, they adapt just like they adapted to us being home more often than not. Absolutely. And some of them probably wished we weren't home quite so much. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, so I doubt funny. that it's the cats that felt that way. I don't know right, that the dogs right. felt that way. <laughs> there was a lot of funny cat memes in the beginning when people, <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I think we have shown that we are also versatile and people do respond to challenges in interesting yeah. and positive ways. And we are doing things differently, but we will continue to change the way we even do the things we're doing differently now. That's true. I mean, I feel like this year has shown not only our pets, but you know, how businesses and how people adapt to what's happening because, you know, I used to travel all the time uh, for the pet industry, whether I was taking a plane, uh, driving, going to events, just to support local events or uh, speaking at events, having a booth at an event, working with clients at events, like, you know, always going somewhere. And honestly, those first couple of weeks of lockdown, I was like, this is so weird not to have like a full weekend of something to do. And the very last event I was at was our local uh, pet expo. It was, it was, I think, the week before the official, like, we're closing down. Um, I, w I think we all knew it was coming. So, you know, I see things starting to open up. Uh, I, was, I might, took my dog to a uh, local event, a dock diving event this past weekend, which was a lot of fun. And there are definitely some events starting to open up. It is curious to see. I am very curious to see how well those events will do as far as uh, pet business events. But um, I, yeah, I, I yeah. hope they continue to do really, really well. And, you know, I'm here in Florida, you're up in the Northeast. And obviously our experience is a little different because we don't have the, um, the restraints of a winter to force right. us to have to be inside like many people in the Northeast do. So in some ways, um, for me particularly, I my weekends didn't change a whole lot because I'm a horseback rider on the weekends and I continue to horseback ride on the weekends. Um, and I never stopped doing that um, for one second. So in some ways, my life didn't change at all. And in other ways, it changed dramatically because of the inability to travel or how we're delivering services to um, our clientele. And um, for us, one of the wonderful things that happened is that so many more people now um, attend our webinars. Um, and we should probably call them webinars too. Um, but <laughs> where we, yeah, where we would hold an educational event and have maybe, you know, five to seven people in person, we hold that same event now and we have 20 to 50 people even show up. Wow. That's um, awesome. 
Yeah, and and I think it's good news, bad news, because although we're doing a better job of getting the word out and educating people and making them aware of the need to do planning, estate planning, for example, um, we're busier than we've ever been. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely felt that, too, during, especially during the pandemic. It was, people were like, how are you doing? I'm like, I am so insanely busy. I have a few people on my team that helped me, and it was just, like, nonstop. Last summer, you know, we weren't – it's not that we weren't able to go anywhere. Things were opening up, but I was just being super cautious. So I was like, well, I can't travel to go to an actual pet business or pet industry event. So when am I going to get this time back? So I made sure that I spent a lot of time with my dog and definitely we took advantage of the gorgeous weather that we had all summer was out uh, kayaking, bike riding, you know, going for hikes, those kind of things, because normally I'd be traveling somewhere and going, Oh, I wish I was home so I could do this. And so I really took advantage of that. And I don't have that same feeling this year. I definitely feel already a little bit like, well, it's too busy for me to go and do that or take the day off to do that. So I'm glad that I did it last year, but I don't have any immediate plans to go to any upcoming trade shows. I know there's a couple of happening, um, potentially one in San Diego at the end of the summer, but I'm not sure yet. Um, so I, I will be curious to see how many people go back to actual in-person events. It will be interesting to see. I am going to go to my first out-of-state, in-person, um, you know, educational event here in August. So I'm looking forward well, to seeing good. how that turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Get so it. I actually did a poll. I did a poll to see. I did a poll in, I think it was February, just based on LinkedIn, just basically asking people, like, how comfortable they feel going to an event for the pet industry in the next six months. And in February, the answers were yes, absolutely, maybe, depends on the event, not sure, nope, not comfortable yet. So yes, absolutely was 29%, maybe, depends on the event, was 41%, not sure was 9%, and no, not comfortable yet, was 21%. And then I just did it last week just to see if there would be a change. And the yes, absolutely is 58%, which is a big jump, right? Yeah. Um, maybe depends on the event is 25%, not sure is 4%, and then the not comfortable yet was 13%. So just in three months, I think people are really amping and wanting to get to an event. And I think for all the event organizers, um, I hope that, you know, it helps them. Uh, I mean, I hope that they're really able to have successful events. I don't know how they're going to handle everything because of, how, you know, gui if their guidelines in different um, air areas are different and you know that it's really kind of hard to to see I mean I think outdoor events are a little bit easier if you're having an outdoor event to go to but I'm really curious to see how it how it will be so I, I really hope for everybody's sake we can all start getting back to going to business but I think we all realize now too that there's so many ways that we can conduct business in the pet industry without having to leave our store our home um, you know our place of business so it's it, it's really I think interesting but I feel like another year or so I think people will be itching to get back to in person and, and seeing everybody and especially for like pet product shows you want to you want to actually see the product in person and it's not you know very cost effective for pet product manufacturers to be sending products all over the place for people to check out <laughs> without them getting a buy so yeah no that is true um and there's no there's nothing like, yeah, seeing, touching, feeling the product and, um, 
maybe even having a pet. I have one of my little dogs um, testing a pet product for me right now in my office. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I think it's great. And I'm so glad that American Pet Professionals has been there for everybody in the pet industry um, throughout this interesting, changing um, environment. And I think that what you've said is true. We're all going to come out better for it. Um, we're going to be more flexible. We're not going to maybe be so set in our ways that there's only one way to do something because now we know that there's lots of ways to accomplish the same goal. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say the exciting thing is, too, is meeting so many new pet professionals coming into the business. Um, I did a poll. I know all about the polls in the last couple of weeks in my newsletter just asking, like, hey, did you um, join the pet industry because of the pandemic? Did you lose your job? Um, did you have a passion that you went after? And, you know, it's kind of reflective of 2009, right, when we were in the recession and seeing a lot of people come in as a surge of new pet professionals and new pet products and new businesses. I saw that then as well. And it was a lot of similar answers, like, yes, I'm brand new. I'm definitely, you know, excited to be in the industry. So I'm really curious to see. I would love to do a bigger poll and find out more who's come into the pet industry. And I've met so many new pet professionals, and I've been on Clubhouse since uh, January 1st of this year, um, meeting people and networking with people there. So it might not be Zoom, um, it, it's audio, but it, it's been interesting meeting a lot of pet professionals there that I would not otherwise have met because I was not at an event or there a lot of them were new. So it's interesting the different ways that you can actually meet new pet professionals and learn about products. I love that because as a I guess I consider myself to be a pet professional, but there were times when I wasn't. I was just a boring lawyer. And um, getting <laughs> out of that box and into the pet professional box for me was really exciting because I loved meeting all the different people, learning the new perspectives, um, not just having the same, you know, law firm type conversations. I think it was great. Yeah. So I love that people are um, changing direction and taking on new passions and, and maybe really realizing that it's more fun to do something you're passionate about than just something to make money. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the things about the pet industry. I think when people really come into the pet industry for the first time, what I've heard the whole entire time, you know, 12 plus years of working full time in the pet industry of from new pet professionals or budding entrepreneurs or, you know, they're always like, the pet industry is so welcoming. I've met so many amazing people. Everybody wants to help each other here. It wasn't like that when I was at in this industry or this industry or this industry, but fill in the blank, right? And I'm like, yeah, we are welcoming because we're all super passionate about pets about helping pets, about, you know, yeah, you could talk about the amazing $107 billion, but when it comes down to it, we really just want to help each other and work together um, and, of course, help our pets. And, like, if we're having a networking event and we start go off, going off topic, whether it's in person, on Zoom, and we just start talking about fun things or silly things that our dogs have done or our horses have done or the birds have done, whatever – we could end up talking about that for hours because right. <laughs> we all love them so much, right? That's so right. we have that really, you know, it's a common denominator among everybody, um, you know, for anybody that wants to come in the pet industry. And I just get really excited about meeting somebody new, hearing about their products, 
uh, their idea, their service, whatever it is that they're doing. And then, of course, I'm blown away by what people are doing and a little jealous at the same time when I hear about it. I'm like, man, I want to do that, too. That sounds so fun. <laughs> so exactly. It's really exciting. Yeah. yeah, that is really exciting. And um, all right. So you've got us all energized. We're thrilled to be part of the pet <laughs> industry. Um, we love that there's a place that we can go to join with other pet professionals. And we're ready to sign up as an American pet professional. How do we do that? Woohoo! Well, you could go to AmericanPetProfessionals.com. And there's a big blue box that says join us. And that will give you all the information. You know, there's also an FAQ on there if you want to learn more information. You could always send us an email, info at AmericanPetProfessionals.com. Um, but we're all over social media as well at American Pet Pros. So, you know, you could always reach out um, to us and somebody will get back to you and all that. We do have um, membership open um, a few times a year. We will have a new membership opening up soon. So if you get on there and you're like, oh, but it's not open yet, it will be opening up soon. We do take a lot of time just focus on our members when we're not in a open mode. So um, all we do 24-7 is work for our members. And that's amazing to me. And thank you so much for all that you do. And you have a fabulous um, membership directory online. And um, I think that anybody who's in the pet industry um, should know everyone else in the pet industry. Thank you, Peggy, so much. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we've been talking with Nancy Hassel. She's the founder and president of American Pet Professionals. If you're a pet professional and you want to get involved, go to AmericanPetProfessionals.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. You can find us on Facebook at All My Children Wear Fur Coats. On Twitter, we're at Kids in Fur Coats. We hope that you will plan for your pets by going to Animal Care Trust USA. Thank you for joining us. Until there are none, please adopt one, and we'll talk to you next time. Happy tails. Thank you for joining us on All My Children Wear Fur Coats with your host, Peggy Hoyt. We hope you learned something valuable for the benefit of your pet. We want to keep loved pets in loving homes by educating pet parents about the importance of ensuring every pet has a forever home. Get more information about creating a legacy for your pet at AnimalCareTrustUSA.org or LegacyForYourPet.com. Buy a copy of All My Children Wear Fur Coats, How to Leave a Legacy for Your Pet on Amazon. Join our email list or make a donation. Pet professionals and advisors are invited to join our trusted advisor network. Until next time, happy tales!